0: Hello, I'm Craig Gray. And if you're listening to this right now, it's because your regularly scheduled episode of the Never Better podcast will regrettably not be releasing this week. This is due to a multitude of factors, including scheduling, prior commitments, rain, and even an act of God. However, we at the Never Better Corporation know how incredibly important our weekly releases are to our listeners and patrons. And for that reason, We are pleased to announce that we are releasing a special edition episode in the form of a spin-off series by the name of Into the Void with Craig. However, I feel duty-bound, both legally and morally, to warn you, what you are about to hear is not for those of a weak constitution. This series will explore the inner machinations and dark recesses of a troubled, albeit insightful, mind through the thorough examination of everyday minutiae and social interactions. Your narrator will paint vivid portraits of lamentation, fantasy, hope, exotic intrigue, and many more. With paints crafted from the finest auditory, Oils and pigments developed over a lifetime spent in the study of the human condition. So I implore you, if this brand of pungent realism and examination isn't for you, please turn back now. And for those who wish to take the plunge, all I ask you is that you strap in and stay with us until the very end. For you are about to enter another dimension, a dimension of sound, a dimension of sight. A dimension of mind, you're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas you've just crossed over into. The Void. With Craig. Everybody, welcome to what is the first and potentially last episode of Into the Void with Craig. I want to thank you for joining me. And for those who opted out, uh, listened to the intro and opted out, I just want to say good riddance. We don't want you here anyway. And just so everybody knows, I am how I'm recording this, I don't really have anything prepared. Uh, I don't know how long I'm going to talk for. Um, That's going to be very stream of consciousness. I'm currently sitting on the couch in my bedroom. Um, I guess it's my bedroom living room. Kind of a combo deal. The lights are completely turned out. Curtains are closed. The only stimuli that I have in this dark room is the white light of my laptop screen. So here we go. I... um, I recorded that intro that you just heard that intro PSA about 30 seconds ago and I was um I was struck by a couple things. The first one is that like I sounded I felt like I sounded a little like uh Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know the star guy. He's always um he's always doing those like history channel or like science channel specials where it's always like him, they have that one like intro shot or like the shot right after the commercial where they're introducing a new topic where he's sitting in this like CGI room with like planets and like holograms in front of him. And he's always like, um, you know, like regardless of what he's talking about, it'll always be from like a really long time ago. So it'll be like, um, you know, uh, he'll do this. He'll go, a single grain of sand was formed billions and billions and billions of years ago on a star billions and billions and billions of light years away everything is always a billion that's the only time or like unit of measure that he has is everything in a billion but i'm a neil fan i'm a neil fan i could do whenever like um like science communicators they always had to have a funky tie you know neil like uh bill nye the science guy neil degrasse tyson they've always got a weird tie that's like a star or a like a ruler something like that. I find that a little played out to be honest with you. It's a little gimmicky. Um but you know, Neil seems like a good guy, so I won't I won't harp on Neil too much. Uh but the other thing that I was struck by and and frankly I'm a little saddened by it is is the fact that you know, I'm probably not ever in my life going to be put in a position to give like, one of these great, like, historical speeches, you know, like, um, and I feel like, honestly, I feel like a lot of, like, a lot of the great speeches in humankind were, like, recorded probably between, like, 1940, so, like, from World War II to, like, the Civil Rights Movement, so 1960s, 70s, I feel like we got most of the Great World speeches are probably... Ninety percent of them are in from that time frame. I don't feel like anybody's making any great speeches anymore, which is sad i always I always liked you know the i you know maybe we should go back to you know the fireside chat you know where you know it's always got a slight graininess to the recording. everything sounds a little old timey, which I like it gives the the speech a little gravitas, you know. You know, so I was thinking, I'm probably never going to be like a, a Winston Churchill type where, you know, he's got that, uh, we will fight in the air, on the seas, and the oceans, and the hills, and the streets, and we will never surrender. You know that speech? He, I think he gives it to uh, Parliament, uh, World War Two sometime. I'm never probably going to have a speech like that. I'm never going to have a, a, like a Martin Luther King, I have a dream. Winston Churchill never sort Well, I'm never going to have that probably, which is a little sad because I think I could do it. Honestly, I think I'm a, a decent enough public speaker. Um, because I mean, they probably got speech writers and stuff. Like, I think I could do it, but I just don't think I'm ever going to be in that position. Well, like, and like, I guess maybe it doesn't even have to be a historical speech, like, um, in like the 90s and early 2000s, everybody was sampling. um, What's that one? There's this one speech by like, um, this guy named Mario Savio, I think. He was like a student at some California school at Berkeley, I think. Um, And that speech, for whatever reason, got sampled a bunch in hip hop. Um, Also coincidentally enough, a lot of... um, like, uh, Call of Duty montages in like 2010. Um, but it's, it's a speech and Spencer, you should really, if, if, if you are listening to this, Spencer, you should really splice in like, there's only really 30 seconds of it. That's really good. Um, and if, if you're listening to this and you don't hear the speech, just know that Spencer is Asleep at the wheel, and he did not listen to any of this. What he's about to upload, um, which is concerning. Um, but if he doesn't upload, he should really look it up. It's like Mario Savio speech. Look it up on YouTube, and he's talking about um, he's like the leader of some free speech movement at the school, and I don't even know a lot of what the background is, but he's talking about. You know, you gotta throw your bodies upon the gears, upon the levers of the machine, and it, it's really good. Um, but I'll probably never have that either, which is, you know, disappointing. I guess I'm not really doing. If I be, if I'm being self-critical here, I'm probably not putting myself in a lot of positions where I would be called upon to deliver a speech like that. And maybe, maybe that's my problem. Like, but even if I get in like some menial local government position on some council, again, probably not. Which I I think that's attainable for me. I don't think I'm going to be in a position where they're going to want me to deliver some grandiose, you know, speech. But you never know. What is that? Sorry, I think there's a spider in my room. What is that? At least I hope that's a spider. I had a friend who, um he, he was renting a, uh, he was rent- renting a bedroom apartment. It was like in some guy's house. And it was a really, he had a really seedy landlord and the place was a dump. And he had like bugs everywhere uh, in the house. And uh, eventually he got to the point where he had like a couple spiders in his room and he wouldn't kill them. Because they would kill all the other insects, so we had a sort of a symbiotic relationship with the uh, with the spider. And now I'm just staring at the spider. Anyway, so yeah, probably not going to give a great historical speech, but if anybody out there listening needs a has you know want of that kind of service, let me know. Um. Oh. 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 I, I did want to talk about this. I saw this um, on the news the other day and it just blew my mind. And if, if you didn't know that we were in trouble as a country before, listen to this. The Wiggles are performing, are going, are on a, on a tour, a countrywide tour where they're performing adult only shows. Now, if that isn't the saddest thing I've ever heard, I don't know what is. Like The mental state you have to be in, in your 20s, to just say, I'm going to go to a Wiggles show, it just shows you that people are so destitute and without hope that they are resorting to their childhood. They're shirking their responsibilities, resorting to their childhood, and watching four grown men in colored shirts sing about fruit salad. I mean, this is... I mean, truly, this is... This is a new low for the country. And I'm looking here... Oh, here's a... Okay, here's a great great article from uh, Australiannews.com. Listen to this headline. Blue Wiggle Anthony reveals the group's adult-only concert got pretty X-rated. Folks... I mean, my God. Blue Wiggle Anthony has revealed the children's group's first two adult only concerts got, quote, pretty X rated with one crowd stunt leaving them all speechless. The 58 year old Australian singer is embarking on a national tour with the original Wiggles, with concert going, with concert goers required to be 18 years or over. Let me uh, get to, th- let's, let's find the X rated part here. Here's a quote from Anthony, the Blue Wiggle. Here's the thing. At the nighttime shows for adults, we've got these Wiggles basketball singlets. Jeff, whoever Jeff is, whatever color he is, falls asleep and we ask the audience whoever has the best idea on how to wake Jeff up. (laughs) It got pretty X-rated. Not from our side, but from the audience. That's the sort of thing we don't get at the kid shows. It was very funny. And Jeff, with his brilliant acting, but... I didn't see him laughing while he was supposed to be asleep. Hmm. So you can only imagine what the crowd was shouting out. My God. You know all these all these all these people in the crowd hopped up on so much Xanax had kill a horse. Just completely tweaking out of their minds off white wine and prescription drugs. God. And that even. Going to a Wiggle show is bad enough, but you know these guys, the Wiggles, you know these guys have some skeletons. You don't get to where they got in the children's entertainment industry without some serious skeletons, without having to blow off some steam. And you know these guys have a lot of steam. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of these guys, folks. I mean, truly. Like, you know the blue guy up here, the, the front man for the Wiggles is up here. Again, on so much blow that he he's willing to, he's going to fall down any second. And he's sing, up there singing, fruit salad, yummy, yummy. And you know, he's got some Colombian refugee chained up in his basement, probably. Jesus. But it just shows you the People in this country, especially 20 somethings, people, you know, and grew up in like the late 90s or even born in like 2000, who are in their 20s, early 20s now, they've lost all hope. I mean, there's nothing for them, nothing more they can do but resort back to their childhood as a coping mechanism and go to these wiggle shows. Oh, and let me tell you another thing if you don't think, that there are groupies lined up after the show to give these guys a run, you are grossly underestimating their mental state. They've, they've, <laughs> Jesus, they have abandoned all hope and they are going to, they are going to get them a wiggle. Fruit salad Yummy Yummy. What are the lyrics to fruit salad? Let's look that up. Here we go. Wiggles fruit salad. Or what do you reckon their most popular song is? Let's sing that. I've always I've always been fond of the fruit salad song personally. Most popular songs. Here we go. They are the no. They, so they've so they got a Wheels on the Bus. As that's got to be a cover, right? The Wheels on the Bus has to be an older song than that. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Okay, here we go. Let's go. The Wiggles Fruit Salad Rap Genius. Okay, here we go. What are the odds we get a, a copyright strike if I sing this whole song? I'm going to sing the whole song Here we go What was the release date on this song Before I before I do that 1994, wow I'm looking at the cover there. Wow, look at those guys The shit they have seen From now, from then until now They've all got those like Thousand yard stairs At least one of them has killed a prostitute At least one In like Reno or something Here we go and again I am I am for just the visual folks I am all alone in a very dark room there's I'm nobody else in here to bounce ideas off of so this is the best you got Here we go Fruit salad yummy yummy Fruit salad yummy yummy Fruit salad Yummy, yummy! This is the writing here. This is this. This song is probably goes millions of dollars. Yummy, 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 yummy! Fruit salad. Here we go. Let's make some fruit salad today. Uh huh. It's fun to do it. It's the healthy way. Mmm. Take all the fruit that you want to eat. It's going to be a fruit salad treat. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Break it down, blue guy. The first step. Peel your bananas. Second step. Toss in some grapes. The third step. Chop up some apples. Chop up some melons. And put them on your plate. Mm-hmm. And one of the best parts about this is, like, you know how Rap Genius, they have, like, the lyric breakdown? People are actually breaking down some of these lyrics. Here we go. Here we go. Verse 3. Now we've made it. It's time to eat it. Mm Mm-hmm. It tastes so good that you just can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Give everyone a plate and a spoon. See, I'd eat it with a fork. we have all be eating very soon. Wow, they're going to repeat the steps here. The first step, eat the banana. (laughs) The first step, eat up the banana. (laughs) The second step, eat up some grapes, (laughs) the third step, eat up some apples, eat up the melons, now there's nothing on your plate, by the way, I don't, I don't have, I don't know what the cadence is, so I'm putting my own spin on this, now we've had our fruit salad today, Mm mm-hmm, It's time to put the scraps away. Mm. (laughs) Wash the bowls and wash the spoon. Let's do it all again real soon. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Fruit salad. yummy, 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 yummy. Fruit salad. Wow. What a track. Iconic. Oh, the album is actually called Yummy Yummy. Wow. The track oh wow. The track list is incredible on Yummy. This is this you mm, this might be a classic album. Track one hot potato. Then shaky shaky. Introduction to fruit salad. <laughs> then fruit salad. Ooh, number six. Our boat is rocking on the sea. And if you don't think that's a that's a euphemism, you're underestimating these guys again. Willoughby Wallaby. Woo. Come on, let's jump. Walk. Face doo doo. What? Fay doo doo. Who is Fay doo doo? Ponies. The monkey dance. Oh, I remember the monkey dance. Dorothy, My Favorite Dinosaur, track 15, Shake Your Sillies Out, Numbers Jokes, Numbers, I thought that said Numbers Rwanda, but it's Numbers Roomba, Would You Giggle, Food Poem, Crunchy Munchy Honey Cakes, we know what that's about, Butterflies Flit, Flit, Flight, that's a, that's a typo, Where Is Thumbkin, Veal Instrumental, and Yawn, 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 Wow, good for these guys, man. Listen, I wish the wiggles well. All I'm saying is it's a it's a bad sign for our country that people are resorting to, you know, flashing the wiggles at at concerts and people in their twenties. Um I, I really hope they they have to be serving alcohol at these things, right? Everybody here is hopped up on white wine and Percocet. Oh, wow, look at this. Here's another news story for you. One of the Wiggles collapsed on stage at one of these shows. Probably. That was the fentanyl. Just taking the edge off. Wow, man, good for these guys. I support the Wiggles. I just think if you're going to the Wiggles show in your 20s, you've already given up. You might as well sell the house and just pack up a little overnight bag, leave the kids and just disappear one day. Go out to Joshua Tree and just live in the desert. I, I low-key want to sing another song, though. Oh, and, you know, and by the way, this is why the same phenomena that's leading people to go to these Wiggles concerts are the same reason that, you know, every other movie is a Marvel movie. They're making the Avengers, you know, 35 uh people are just they've given up and they just want superhero stories and the wiggles like i think um the doctor strange movie that just came out this week it's mother's day by the way um that i'm recording this haven't said happy mother's day to my mother yet but i will after this recording after i've espoused my views on the wiggles um it grossed 185 million dollars this weekend that's insane. Nobody's got a, nobody in Hollywood has original fucking thought. Everybody is just cashing in on this nostalgia wave because people are afraid to live their lives because their house is going to be foreclosed on. Inflation's at like 8%. Nobody can afford to buy you know, ground beef at the grocery store. So might as well just get fucking drunk at the Wiggle show and flash the guy on stage. But regardless, I wish him well. But I am going to sing another song. Here we go. Let's go back to the uh, album cut here. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. How about we do... Let's see what your boats are rocking on the sea is about. Or no, how about the monkey dance? I liked that one when I was a kid. I think. Here we go. No, but I I'm not gonna sing this because I don't have a good monkey. I'm not good at the that the like stereotypical monkey sound. So let's go back here. Let's again, folks. No prep here. Literally just on rapgenius. Com for the album. Uh, how about how about crunchy munchy honey cakes, which is. Almost certainly about Cunéllengus secretly, um, but here we go. Man, they really like repeating. Uh... All right, here we go. This is "Crunchy Munchy Honey Cakes" by The Wiggles. "Crunchy Munchy Honey Cakes." Again, I don't know what the cadence is here. I'm not listening to the music; just looking at the lyrics. Crunchy-munchy honey cakes. 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 They're great to eat and they're fun to make. In your hand or on a plate. Crunchy-munchy hunky honey cakes. What do you do? Apron on, then wash your hands. Get a bowl and a baking pan. What's next? Rolling pin and a mixing spoon. We'll be mixing very soon. Crunchy munchy honey cakes. (laughs) They're great to eat and they're fun to make. In your hand or on a plate. Crunchy munchy honey cakes, what do you do? Take flour and honey too. Put them together and make a goo. What's next? Add some milk and... Oh, wow. What is a mousse? Mousse, uh, mousse leaf flakes. What's that? That's some Australian bullshit. Mousse is a cold oatmeal dish based on rolled oats, ingredients such as grain, nuts, seeds, or fried dried fruits. Okay. All right. I'm going to... I'm gonna start that again. What do you do? Take the flour and honey too. Put them together and make a goo. What's next? Add some milk and moosly flakes. Now we're almost ready to bake crunchy, munchy honey cakes. They're great to eat and they're fun to make in your hand or on a plate. Crunchy, munchy honey cakes what do you do roll some balls on a baking tray then in the oven right away what's next stand back and watch them bake now let's eat those yummy cakes crunchy you know i have a degree folks crunchy munchy honey cakes they're great to eat and they're fun to make in your hand or on a plate crunchy munchy honey honey cakes and then they repeat "crunchy, munchy, honey cakes." I'm not lying ten times in the song. Look it up. I'm gonna save you from that. But God, what a great track! Shout out to the Wiggles, man. And you know, I, <laughs> you know, I guess I'm I'm talking a little shit on the Wiggles here, but honestly. If that's the if that's the game you wanna get into they they're the jay Z of of kids entertainment. they're like um they're new addition, they're boys to men i mean they're i mean they made it as high as you can get in the children's entertainment industry. All I'm saying is like if 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 you rated each of their houses individually, I don't know who would have what, but you definitely would find. You definitely find at least one chained up prostitute. You definitely find some fentanyl. One of them is definitely on whippets, just CO2 straight to the brain. And one of them is probably normal, just a little weird, just a little socially awkward. Um, but doesn't agree with the lifestyle of the other ones, but doesn't say anything because he's you know, those wiggles checks are still clearing. Um but yeah, God, but the eight, the the purple guy—he looks pretty normal, so maybe he's the normal one, or maybe he's the freak—I don't know. But it just—it goes to show you that there's a whole lot of people in their 20s out there that are not well-adjusted. And listen, I get it. It's a you know, there's countries at war, there's inflation. All I'm saying is when I was, you know, we all have difficult things to overcome. You know, when I was in, when I was in eighth grade, and this is a true story. When I was in eighth grade, I was going to James Blair Middle School. And I, um, I sat next to, in my science class, I sat next to this girl who was like one of the first like big crushes of my life. Her name was Katie Cordova. You know what, Spencer, bleep that out, please. And again, for the audience, if you don't hear it bleeped out, just me and Spencer's asleep at the wheel. Anyway, how long have I gone here? What What's the time at? 30 minutes? Okay, we're really getting into a groove here then. In eighth grade, we were having this um, year-end dance where, you know, how old are you in eighth grade? Like 13? So, like, everybody's just sort of in the beginning stages of, like, puberty and... You definitely, you know, are finding it out about what women are. And this dance was just an excuse to, like, you know, semi grind against a girl you liked in the cafeteria at night while LMFAO's uh, shots was playing in the background. Um, but anyway, so in science class, I was sitting next to this girl. One of the, I, the, I hope my roommates can't hear me. Like I can hear them like through the vents when they talk and they're upstairs. I hope they can't hear me because this would be a little embarrassing. But regardless, nevertheless, and I'm, by the way, at this point, I'm pacing around my room. Um, and uh, oh Spencer just texted. Um, you'll get it soon, Spencer. Uh, you'll get this gold soon. But anyway, sitting next to Katie in uh, the biology class or whatever eighth grade science class it was, and I thought she was really cute. We had been, like, friendly all year long. You know, she'd laugh my jokes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, looking back on it, obviously, she wasn't interested. Obviously, there were many a signs that I should have picked up on. However, again, everybody's in the very, it's a very awkward time, especially for boys. Um, but anyway, we, um, and this is, this is a hundred percent true story. We're at lunch one day and we, and Ka- me and Katie, we sat at, de- again, beep that Spencer. Uh, we sat at, um, we sat at different lunch tables at the eight thirty lunch, lunch block. And, um, I really wanted to ask her to go with me to this dance, this eighth grade, uh, year in dance, um, especially because we were going to go to different high schools. Um, so. It was a last chance for... We were probably ever going to see each other, to be honest. So I go up to Katie. I, I work up the nerve. I'm going to ask Katie to go to this dance with me. Now, again, maybe you would have done things differently in hindsight. However, when I was in eighth grade, and I'm, I'm no, um, you know, Fabio now, but I was a weird-looking kid. I can admit that. I had... I had long hair. My body was oddly proportioned. Again, I was in that beginning of puberty, adolescent stage, and I was very oddly proportioned. I had weird long hair that looked fucking terrible. But anyway, she goes up. I I go up to her table, and she's sitting at the end of the table, and she's sitting with her friends, who are all girls. And the last thing you want as a boy, especially in middle school, is to embarrass yourself in front of a group of women. Um, you might as well just, you know, jump off a cliff. Um, but anyway, I go, so I go up to Katie and I say, oh, hey, Katie, um, oh, yeah, 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 Mr. Mister Smith, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, I didn't turn that homework went, Oh, yeah, <laughs> hey, do you, you see Timmy? Yeah, he's crazy. But anyway, you know, Katie, this uh, this dance is coming up, and uh, do you want to go with me? Um, I'd really like to go with you. And this woman, I'll never forget the look and the insult that she gave me in, in just a second. She looks around at her friends, stifles a laugh. Her friends are openly laughing at this point, but she stifled the laugh. I'll give her credit for at least that. And she says what is maybe the meanest thing anyone has ever said to me. And I've actually used this as an insult uh, on other people because it, it was so hurtful to me. But anyway, she goes, she goes, um, she goes, says, oh, I was going, uh, my middle name is Mitchell. I was going by Mitchell at the time. She goes, Mitchell, I, I don't think so. Um, again, stifling back a laugh. She goes, uh, you kind of look like uh, the Crypt Keeper from Tales of the Crypt. And then she just bursts out laughing. And then I, I awkwardly go, okay. You know, voice cracking in sheer embarrassment. And I walk away. And I don't even go back to my lunch table. I leave my lunch box at the table and just go, and just walk away. She, this woman told me I looked like the Crypt Keeper from Tales of the Crypt or Tales from the Crypt. Now, if you don't know what that is, it was like a, a television show, I forget, maybe in the 90s. If you don't know lo- what the Crypt Keeper, Google on your computer right now or your phone, Tales from the Crypt. And that's what she told me I looked like. Now, you can imagine how traumatizing this is for somebody in their formative, entering into their formative years. And it was very traumatic. But I say all that to say, you know, if I can overcome that, you can overcome anything. It doesn't give you an excuse to give up and go to a Wiggles concert in your 20s. But, uh,. So yeah, shout out to Katie. She's actually teaches, um, I believe, or at least she did for a while, she teaches English in Spain, Espana, married a Spaniard guy, good looking fella, um, who does not look like the crypt keeper from Tales from the Crypt. Um, so yeah, I wish her well. But good God, that was the meanest thing anyone has ever said to me to this day. Uh oh. <laughs> Oh, another thing that I was thinking of. Well, actually, I mean, I I, I just saw it earlier today. I was reading a um, it was like a news article, and there's this um, senator from or uh, I forget if it was Senate or Congress, House or the House of representatives. But he's running, um, and he and he won the primary, and he's a big is a GOP guy from Ohio who's a big uh, QAnon guy. Um, so he, you know he's all into he's got all the shirts and the. The whole the whole thing, and I got to thinking about Q. This morning, and like, is it real? Like, okay, obvious. Okay, I- I'm. I'm a. I will concede some points here. Obviously, the QAnon crowd, a little out of touch. Sure, sure. Are they? Dangerous? Maybe. Sure. Maybe. Some? Sure. Sure. Um, Insurrectionist? Sure. Hey, there's always going to be some bad apples. I'll give you that. Racist? Sure. I'll give you that. No good. Can't have that. However, if you take it at kind of face value, if if you take away all the bad stuff, and you just focus on like the core of it, that's gotta be pretty fun, huh? To be uh, really into Q. Like all of the, it's just like a one big community trying to solve this puzzle and, you know, finding clues. It's gotta be a lot of fun. It's like an escape room, like on steroids. You know, they're camping out in in Texas waiting for JFK Jr. to come back to life. Like, come on, that's got to be fun. You know that's a fun crowd. Like, you know, in like 2014, 15, those people that got really into uh, geocaching, it's the same kind of thing. They're all looking for clues. There's a big thing that nobody else understands. It's right under your nose, but I found it. Like, man, if it wasn't so... that there weren't so many negative connotations associated with Q, I might like to get involved, to be quite honest with you. And I'm not saying I even believe it, but that's got to be a fun crowd to get a beer with. If you, again, put all of the... uh militant, militantness and racism and uh, general unpleasantness aside. That's got to be a fun crowd to, you know, have a poker night with the fellows and talk about Q. So. And that's why, honestly, that's what I think of a lot of it is. I think they're just, it's just a it's just a fun club that they're in. They think they're in. And they just get sucked into it. And Again, they're people with maybe not a lot going on in life, a lot of not not many prospects, and there's, you know, they're looking for an answer, and we're all looking for answers. Hey, hey, hey! Who among us is not looking for answers? Some of us just find the answers in, you know, our you know personal relationships, our relation, our romantic relationships, or books, or um, you know, they go outside, they hike and some people go on chat rooms and forums and try to find meaning from, you know, alleged posts from, uh, people high up in the, uh, uh, you know, the country's intelligence network. Who among us can say, can really cast, cast blame at them for wanting answers. We all want answers. They just... I feel like some a lot of them just zigged when others zagged. Again, if we take out the all the bad parts and we just focus on the literal mechanics of Q, which is a lot of fun. It's a good time. I feel like I should close on a... Uh, on a not cue topic. Maybe I'll sing another wiggle song. What in the world? Shake your sillies out. How about we do this? Let's go to Spotify. Mm. Mm. Man. Oh, I, well, while I'm looking up this wiggle song, I'll give you a quick update. I think on one of the podcasts, I, I was telling a story about how I, when I'm at the self-checkout line in the grocery store, I'll scan twice, and if it doesn't work, I just put it in the bag and move on. I got caught today. I tried, to do, I tried to do the same thing with a bag of red seedless grapes. And this little, little tiny Hispanic woman named Marta came over and uh, said, oh, you're having trouble? And she she knew what the deal was. She knew what the game was. She's been around the block. She knows, she knows how this goes. But she was very nice about it. She opened up the machine, put in her little code, and scanned my grapes. So... If if anybody from the corporate Wegmans office is listening to this, I think Marta deserves a promotion. Ooh, maybe I'll do... Um... Wow, man. If you had to guess how many monthly listeners the Wiggles have on Spotify, I don't think you'd guess it. It's like one point something million. Goodness. And they're still making music. God, that has got to be a good, good bleeping racket. Because kids, they're not a very discerning audience, and if you're like the Rolling Stones, you're not going to like spend money on critiquing the Wiggles album. you know, man, that's a good I never thought about it like that. The odd the, the market is so easy to please. Man, maybe that's what I should do. I need to come up with some kind of product that I can. That's a I, I market the where the the market and the audience is is to kids. That's interesting. I'm going to write that one down. Like a lot of times, you see um, like on on you'll see like commercials and ads for um, diapers, especially or really any sort of like baby product, toddler product. And I've always found it fascinating how the the ad is often geared towards the child like they're they're almost like they're trying to sell diapers to the child you know they're using like cartoons and stuff to do that but I always thought that was such a dumb thing to do like you're not you're not marketing to the kid doesn't care what kind of diapers he's in You're, you're you're selling the diapers to the parents of the kids so you should market your diapers or your you know your pacifier or your I don't know what I don't know what babies use anymore. I don't know your leapfrog, the, you know the little tablet thing. You're marketing that to the parents, or, or I'm sorry you're, you should you should be marketing it to the parents because the parents are the ones that are going to buy it. at the same token, you got the the wiggles, who it's it's kind of the opposite. You need to market to the kids because if the kids like the song, the parents will be forced to buy the song. The kid does not care what diapers he's wearing, but he does care what music he's listening to. That's interesting. That's very interesting. So I need a product that I can market to kids where kids are going to want it. So like a, a, a kid's... Again, I go back to like the diapers thing. The diapers need to be marketed to the parents of the kids, not the kids, because the kid doesn't care. So, what does the kid care about? The kid cares about fruit salad and uh, munchy, crunchy, honey, 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 he munch, or whatever it was. Which, as we've already discussed, is not really about that. But the blue wiggles, he knows. It's all subliminal. They're all sleeper agents. Um. So what, what can I, what do kids want? (laughs) Kids want toys. So toys would be another one where you want to market toys to the kid because kids care what the toy is. Hmm. Maybe I can be the Wiggles. How hard is it to write a children's song? Can't be that hard. I mean, if they're going honey, munchy, crunchy, rap ten times in a row, and that's half the song. I mean, I can do that. At least I think. Maybe that's the genius of it. Imagine if, like, uh, like the Rolling Stones or like Leonard Skin or they're, they're they're dead. Um, or my well, the the original ones are dead. They wrote they like sincerely wrote a children's album. I wonder if the, how they do. I don't think very well. I just maybe maybe music children's music is the way to go. Huh. I'll tell you what. If we do avoid part two or episode two, I'll have something for you. So here we go. Hot potato. I think is their number one bestseller here. Wow so many streams. Let's see what that one's about. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. You know, that's today I was going to the grocery store the same time, the same on the same trip that Marta caught me trying to steal the red grapes. I was listening to a, um, on the way in, I had my, my had my windows down, and um, I was listening to um, an Eric, Cla- I was listening to the song Layla by Eric Clapton, which got a very famous like guitar like kind of riff at the beginning and and in the middle, throughout the song really, um. And this uh, this like older guy, this older black guy, was was walking out of his car like go into the grocery store, and he goes. My man, that's a bitchin' song right there. And I gave him a, I gave him a nod, and then I parked, and then I didn't see him again in the grocery store because I was also going into the grocery store. So yeah, older black guys love Eric Clapton, just for the record. I mean, who doesn't? Eric Clapton's a cool guy. I mean, I, I suppose they don't know Eric Clapton, but he's got, you know, he's a good guitarist. So I'm not gonna sing uh, hot potato. Cause that's the, the lyrics are a little juvenile for me. Um, how about we're dancing with wags, the dog. Let's see what this one's about. Again, a lot of animal sound effects in this song, man, you really can't beat fruit salad, huh? Jeez. How about this Numbers Rwanda song? What's this one about? Let's do the Numbers Rwanda. Number one, number two, number two, two big paws on a kangaroo. Number two, number two, number two, all day long. Okay. That one's got a nice little bop to it. I want, this is, this would be a good karaoke. Like if you did fruit salad at a karaoke bar, I once did, um, I did Ebony and Ivory in the basement of a karaoke bar with a Vietnamese man. Ebony and Ivory live together in perfect harmony. Side by side on my piano. Keyboard, oh Lord, why don't we... Bam, 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 we all know that people are the same. Wherever you go, there is good and bad in everyone. We learn to live. We learn to give each other what we need to survive together forever. I think that's how the end goes. But Stevie Wonder and Paul McCartney, if my memory, if memory serves. Wouldn't it be cool if Stevie Wonder wasn't blind? I'll tell you what, he's doing a good, good, he's doing a really good impersonation if he is blind. But you know what, you know you're doing a good impersonation of something when the impersonation becomes like the stereotypical thing about that thing. Like Stevie Wonder when he was, you know, when he's playing the piano and his head is like leaned back and he's rocking. Um, I guess that was also Ray Charles also did that I guess but I like the, how that's become like a thing like when if you're if you're like uh, if you're impersonating a, a deaf person or a blind person playing an instrument you're always doing the head thing at least I am I wonder if like other, bl- other blind people do that or if that's just a Ray Charles Stevie Wonder thing makes you think back to the Wiggles oh I you know I wonder what the Wiggles net worth is well actually I I know what it is they're all fucking destitute because of all the drugs and hookers and blow they're buying um here we go because you know when these guys die there's apps there's you have no doubt about it there's going to be allegations no doubt Going to be, this is going to be like a Jimmy Savile thing. Like that Netflix doc just came out about that guy. who was in the UK. Who was like, you know, having sex with with corpses and stuff. At least I think. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> there, there's going to be some similar kind of allegations about the Wiggles. And then, then the one guy that didn't do... Whoever the one guy is that wasn't doing drugs and blowing hookers is going to be like... He's going to be, like, really old. He's like, I tried to tell them. He just would go on benders. And he would take a tire iron and beat, beat the hookers to death. I saw it with my own eyes. And then he took a gun out of his, out of his waistband, put it to my head. And he said, if you ever fucking tell anybody about this, I'll kill you. And then that's why, that's why it's all been a secret. Whoa. Majority share of the Super Worth Estimate, 50 million. Good for the Wiggles. Again, all that is going to blow, but nevertheless. So I'll tell you what, let's close it out. Let's close it out on a on a last a last wiggle song. Let's do. How about I'm gonna do either gonna do Man, a lot of these songs are really simple. Not a whole lot of substance to some of these things. How about we do, Come on, let's jump. What's this one about? Oh, wow. This is hilarious. If you click on the lyric list for uh, Come on, let's jump, it's two lines. Come on, let's jump. It's fun to do like a kangaroo. That's it. And somehow, somehow the song is 40 seconds long. Man, fruit salad is just a fucking classic, huh? Okay, here we go. I'm going to do. Let's do. Let's do Shake Your Sillies Out. And guys, if you know this one, feel free to sing along. Here we go. Oh, I like this intro spoken, doing a little spoken word at the beginning. Let's shake our sillies out. This is this, this whole saga is going to end in me becoming a really big fan and being one of those people at the Wiggles concerts. Could you imagine if one of the Wiggles got assassinated? Like it was a uh, like a John Lennon situation? That would be wild. But also, wouldn't the crowd that is listening to the Wiggles and I guess I got a... That's a little bit of pot calling the kettle black. I'm... Singing the Wiggles right now, the pot the the type of crowd going to these shows wouldn't put it past him. Just saying, and the red guy has a shootable face. That's all I'll say. Here we go. This is shake your sillies out. I, mean, I would love to sing this at like a piano bar or something. Verse one. We're gonna shake, shake, shake my sillies out. Shake, shake, shake my sillies out. Shake, 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 zignora, about You know that song from um Um Beetlejuice? When they're around the table. Six foot, seven foot, eight foot, none. That's a um Harry Belafonte song, if you didn't know. Civil rights leader. He performed that on Sesame Street. I think he he sang it to Kermit, if I'm not, if memory serves. I wasn't alive when it came out, but I've you know I've seen it. Nod, 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 nod. Your nudies out. See, folks, here's what I'm, I'm telling you: I have these double entendres. No, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna sing fruit salad again. Here we go. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy, fruit salad, yummy, yummy, fruit salad, yummy, 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 fruit salad. This one's going out to all the fruit out there, all the melons, apples, grapefruit, Star fruit, Pomegranate, pomegranate. Even you too, raisin. Your dried- out grape. Let's make some fruit salad today. Uh-huh. It's fun to do. It's the healthy way. Take all the fruit that you want to eat. It's going to be a fruit salad treat. The first step. Peel your bananas. Come on, y'all. The second step. Toss in some grapes. The third step. Yeah. Chop up some apples, chop up some melons, and put them on your plate. Mmm, come on y'all, we're feeling it now. Now we've made it, it's time to eat, mmm, it tastes so good. You just can't beat it. That's right, baby. You can't beat it. Give everyone a plate. I'm sharing it with everybody. And a spoon. I'm not going to use that spoon if you know what I'm talking about. We'll all be eating it very soon. That's right, girl. Very soon. The first step. Eat up the banana. The second step, eat up some grapes. We're not mixing that fruit, y'all. We're eating that one at a time, slow. We got all night. The third step, eat up some apples. Yeah, baby. Eat up the melons. Now there's nothing on the plate. Oh, yeah, nothing there. Now we've had our fruit salad today oh yes we have it's time to put the scraps away yes it is wash 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 the bowls and wash the spoon let's do it all again real soon baby Fruit salad Yummy, yummy. Fruit salad Yummy, yummy. Oh, yes, it is Fruits. Fruits. Oh, Yummy, yummy. You got the best fruit salad girl out there. Yes, you do. Yummy, yummy. Yummy, yummy. Ah, that fruit salad. Yeah. This is all verbatim for Rap Genius. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Everybody now. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. Yummy, yummy. So yummy at fruit salad. It's so yummy, yummy. Fruit salad, it's so, fruit salad, yummy, yummy, so juicy, so yummy, so fresh, it's a fresh fruit salad, yummy, yummy, baby, one more time, y'all, everybody now, fruit salad, Yummy, yummy. That's right, baby. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy. That's going to conclude the first episode of Into the Void by Craig. It's been a pleasure having y'all. And just remember, if times have got you down, circumstance seems like you can't overcome, everything's just going against you, just remember, you'll always have that wonderful, juicy fruit salad. Good night, y'all.